0: Well now, uh, Pete, the days of the old collar with a dog tag that reads Fido or Spot may well be truly gone. Instead, the dogs are microchipped, so we know exactly who they are.
1: It's made a huge difference out there, and it's now compulsory in Ireland. Um, every dog in the country should be microchipped under the law. And this is National Chip Week this week, National Chipping Week, 12th to 19th of August. And what's happening is dogs' trust are basically telling the message first of all reminding people that their pets must be microchipped but also they're reminding people that they are obliged to have an official certificate of microchipping Um, just like you're supposed to have a registration certificate for your car you must have one for your dog if a dog warden asks to see it you have to produce it and if you don't have one normally there's a fee to get one but this week dogs
0: trust are giving them out for free so, so um, they will check with this device they have for reading the microchip that there is one present and you, then they'll give you a cert. They'll, you contact them with
1: your number and they'll confirm that you're on the database and then they'll issue you with a certificate indeed. Okay, so. very, very good. What sort of info is on the microchip? Well, it's interesting. People often think it's... Um, all of their details phone numbers and email addresses and so on it's nothing like that at all it's really just like a barcode scanner that can see through the skin so all it picks up is a is a 15-digit number just like a barcode in the supermarket so that barcode that 15-digit number has to be linked to your details and that's done on an internet database and there's four of them four official ones in ireland Um, So uh, what what vets and rescue groups and dog pounds would do if they come across a dog and they scan it and they get the number, they would go to a main European database called EuropetNet, and they would put the number in there and they would get told which of the four Irish databases it's on. They then contact that database and it's all confidential. Not anybody can do this. You have to be an authorized person to do this. They will then retrieve from the database all of your details, and so they they can contact you then.
0: So you you find a, a dog roaming or whatever. Mm. The dog is caught, brought to a vet or some authorized person who can read the microchip, fifteen mm-hmm. digit code. Mm-hmm. Again, if they're authorized, they can find out whether it's what Fido, Anamark, Irish Kennel Club, or Micro Dog ID Limited. Mm-hmm. They're the four databases here. They are indeed. And then they can get they can ring you up and say we've got your dog. Exactly, and that's how it works.
1: So it's 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 a we, vets and animal rescue groups are calling for this to be made compulsory for many years because it's the obvious way to solve the stray dog problem. Now a dog can no longer be lost because it's linked to a person. I have to say, though, there's quite low uptake of, although it's compulsory, like many compulsory things, uh, uh, TV licenses, whatever, there's, there's a, a rate of, of people who just don't get it done. So now- there's an issue there.
0: Dogs Trust are busy on other matters as well at the moment.
1: Yeah, they are. They're they're a wonderfully active and enthusiastic bunch of dog lovers. And this Sunday, they're having something they called a dog's... Trustable, Dogs Trustable so it's like okay. a festival of dogs of all things dogs and that's happening on Sunday out at the Dogs Trust Centre um, in Finglas and it's um, it's, a, it's a wonderful event from 12 to 5 and they've got all sorts of things, training displays um, a doggy market with all sorts of things for sale and street food for dogs if you can imagine, there's stuff for kids there's doggy agony ants, there's photo booths, so if you're into dogs you will really enjoy this day so do come along, um, it costs €15 for adults but um, and, and eight euros for children there's family tickets as well but the main
0: thing is all the funds
1: are going to dogs trust so it's a really really good cause but if you
0: want to do a bit of training there that, once you've paid your admission it's all free it's all free that. and dogs are free by the way
1: and they welcome you to bring your dog along so it'll be great fun go to the Trust.ie website
0: to find out more great stuff. Now uh, questions. My cat Tilly, 12 years old, has a lump on her side for some time. It recently burst and weeped uh, clear fluid. She was never in any discomfort even when brushing should I have her checked. She becomes very distressed when going to the vet. So clear yes. fluid coming out from this thing well, burst. Well there's two things. First of all definitely you should get that checked by the vet. It should be something
1: that may well be able to be helped and if you leave it it's likely just to get worse. So you do need to get it checked by the vet. But the second the second thing I'd say is I would tackle this uh, this this thing of her getting distressed when she goes to the vet. A lot of cats are nervous disposition and if you just grab them, stick them into a box and take them in a noisy car to a busy vet, they're gonna get stressed, of course. But if you should so you should go gradually, get a cat box, leave it in the room with the cat for a number of weeks beforehand so they get used to that, and then try and make it a much more gentle thing. Go to the vet. Don't just go in there straight away with your cat, wait in the car and go you don't want to have a cat sitting beside yeah. noisy dogs in a waiting room. Some vets, like our clinic in Bray, we've got a separate cats yeah. only and, waiting and room, and, recently, and that helps an awful lot. Ark too. and
0: Dunleary did the same. They've separate. Yeah. Uh, ways yeah. of dealing with cats because that's what makes them stressed if they're you're looking at the dog sitting <laughs> in the corner <laughs> so, exactly Yeah. who wouldn't be stressed mm. speaking of stress what can I do about my two cats who've always had non-retractable claws this was due to a minor birth defect their claws are so sharp and yet they won't let me cut them well you need to find a way
1: of letting you cut them um, and that, you knock them out that's a bit extreme I mean yeah you could go to the vet and they could sedate them and that would make it very easy indeed but that's a big palaver to do that I'd be more likely to say to you get them used to being handled quite um, closely so um, what I find useful is to get a big towel and wrap the cat in that and what you do is you would start just getting the towel and wrapping the cat in it and just petting it a bit not doing anything to them Mm -hmm. at all and get them used to this idea that now and again you're going to pick them up and wrap them in the towel and chat to them and then do one foot and then go on from there. Um, but, it, you know, sharp nails that get overgrown can start to dig into the cat. So it does need to be addressed. Does need to be addressed. Mm.
0: Uh, hi, Pete. We found a newborn baby squirrels, plural actually, out in the garden uh, getting a new deck. They were under the old deck. Poor things were crying. We've put them in a box with low sides with newspaper and we hope mum arrives. What can we do if mum doesn't arrive? That's from Nevin and Greg. Okay. Well,
1: like with with all wildlife queries, I'd be saying, go straight to the website irishwildlifematters.ie and you'll find a section there for each of the common creatures that are found as casualties in Ireland and it tells you precisely what to do. So, so there's a whole section there about baby squirrels. The basic thing, I think the two things to remember are first of all they have to be kept warm. Um, the biggest threat to them is they get cold so even though it's not too cold just now outside, I would get a hot water bottle to have beside them so they're kept nice and warm and secondly be aware that just because they've been touched with by humans it doesn't mean that the the mother will reject them and you're doing the right thing I think you're you're having them somewhere close to where they were and you're hoping that the mother's gonna come along and, and take them away again if she doesn't then you'll have to get them taken on by a, an official rescuer
0: I'd love to hear Pete's opinion on athletes or runners bringing dogs with them when they're exercising on the roads I've seen some instances of this where the animals seem to be stressed and under pressure in one case a German shepherd being forced to run on the hottest day of the summer while muzzled what's Pete's general advice on this practice well common sense is my general advice
1: I mean I I think dogs can get the most fabulous exercise by running beside people um, because dogs love running and it's a great way to get lots of running very quickly however it's obviously wrong to muzzle a dog when it's exercising heavily because it it, unless it's got a special muzzle that it can pant in and you can get muzzles that are open basket ones that dogs can pant with so if it's that sort of muzzle it's okay but no animal should be heavily exercised in the middle of a hot day because the muscles produce heat as well as the heat hitting the dog from the outside and they rapidly get heat stress and it can be very dangerous so but I think I think the general principle is as long as the animal seems happy as it's exercising beside somebody, then I don't think it's a problem. If the person is holding the dog around or if the dog looks unhappy, well then obviously they shouldn't do it. Mm.
0: Do dogs generally feel the heat more than we do? I think they do, yes, because they've got a fur coat on all the time. Can you imagine? Yeah. <laughs> all right, uh, are you doing Facebook Live? Today? We are uh, very Straight good. Uh, so Facebook Live uh, forward slash News Talk FM is where you'll find Pete. <laughs>